0: Call us today at 800Quicken or go to rocketmortgage.com. Racial approval only valid on certain 30 year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Welcome to the Skull King Football Podcast, presented by Fox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin and Ryan Skullrude. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullroot. I've got my brother with me, Justin, and we We're are going back. to... <laughs> We're back again um, after a night off. We are going to go over some of the headlines uh, for the day. Not a whole lot to cover, just some just some injury stuff to cover. Then we are going to look at what probably about seven of the games for this weekend, give you our thoughts on who you should start, who you should sit, give some of our reasons why. And then uh, then we'll call tonight, and then I believe Justin will cover the rest of the games tomorrow. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I will be covering the rest of the games uh, on tomorrow's episode, um, covering the rest of the games um, throughout the rest of the day, kind of hitting the uh, the Oakland Miami game, and then the rest uh, of
0: the schedule uh, for the day, and then that's me. Alrighty, well, why don't we go ahead and get started with today's headlines. <laughs> Today's Headlines. Uh, Starting off, Jay Ajayi with his back injury did not practice Wednesday, which basically means it's going to be the Corey Clement show coming up this weekend. Go Um, grab him now. If he's still available. And if he's still available, available, I want to play in your leagues. Yes. Um, Jarvis Landry is questionable for week three against the Jets. I don't see that being an issue. I'm pretty sure he's going to play no matter what. Uh, Case Keenum uh, is not practicing Wednesday. He's going to play. Dalvin Cook is practicing Wednesday. Actually, wait. We had an update up here. Where was it? Where was it? Where was it? Uh, Did not practice. Actually, Dalvin Cook did not practice on Wednesday. So there is a possibility that he will not be playing this weekend. And if that is the case, you need to have Latavius Murray. Yes, which I already do. Which I just,
1: as soon as I saw that report, I picked him up right away. So, yeah, I, I've been a, a believer in Latavius Murray since the offseason. Saw what he did in preseason, what he did last year in the absence of Dalvin Cook. Uh, I just had a feeling that Cook would deal with something this this offseason so, or this, this season. So, I was grabbing Latavius wherever I could in drafts, in like a 10 team draft. I was grabbing him around 10 just to make sure that I got him. I grabbed him before quarterback kind of a thing, uh, and this and this is
0: exactly the situation why uh, I was looking to grab Murray. So, All right, Devonta Freeman is still not practicing, so it's the Corey Coleman show in Atlanta. Uh, Evan Ingram was limited a little bit. Giovanni Bernard was limited Wednesday's practice. I believe that's mainly so that they can just keep him fresh since he's going to be the main guy uh, in Cincinnati. One of the things to look at, maybe look at uh, – I'm sure he's going to be available because no one knows who he is uh mark was it mark Walton uh fourth round rookie that uh they drafted this past year had some big kind of day one hype, but uh, struggled a little bit in the preseason uh He's probably going to share some time with Giovanni Bernard, so that's just a, a guy to keep your eye on uh maybe uh star you know star him on your on your uh, watch list on yahoo
1: yeah not not someone you grab yet but someone you watch in case this whole thing with Mixon lingers and they look to do some sort of timeshare kind of thing like they did in Denver and Walton decides to blast it in nowhere, it is possible. And uh, But I, I'm a firm believer that Geo is going to have this uh, stranglehold for this one.
0: Yep. Uh, Marcus Mariota is practicing on Wednesday, which isn't a big deal really, unless you're a Corey Coleman owner and a uh, Dion Lewis owner of which I am a Dion Lewis owner and Blaine Gabbert is an absolute, you, hang on. you mean Corey Davis, not Corey Coleman, sorry, Corey Davis, my bad. No one, no one, no one should be a Corey Coleman owner right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> not even, okay, that's, that's, like like being, a, that's like being a Dez Bryant owner. Not even an, oh
0: yeah. Well, or, or, a, or a Michael Irving owner. <laughs> um so yeah dion lewis dion lewis uh if as long as Mariota's is back dion lewis is definitely a must start um alshon jeffrey remains sideline of wednesday's practice aaron Rodgers didn't practice but that's you know he's going to be a he'll be playing this weekend he'll be nursing that knee
1: every week he'll, he'll do the walkthrough i think that'll be the extent
0: of his practice for the next couple of weeks now, there is a, a report that came out just after that that says Aaron Rodgers said that there is concern his knee could get worse. Um, so that's definitely something to keep an yeah. eye on. My knee could get worse. He plays football. like <laughs> That's like a noise thing. That's not a news thing. Um, Larry Fitzgerald will play in uh, against Chicago this week. It'll be interesting to see how that turns out with, with Fitz and if he can actually get more get a little more work honestly what they need to do is just replace sam bradford because he has been pathetic this year yeah uh
1: high conversion of passes great passer percentage but when you don't throw any farther than five yards downfield that's going to happen
0: when you complete almost 70 percent of your passes and only have 84 yards at halftime (laughs) there's a problem (laughs) um all right, and uh, Melvin Gordon with his neck injury is practicing in full for week three against the Rams. So uh, that's all we have for the headlines. Now let's well, go ahead. One thing one thing that I want to
1: point out about, about Gordon is, is be wary of this matchup uh, against the Rams. Um, this is one where Austin Eckler owners should be paying a lot of attention to this because this has the potential, if they're going to try and run up the middle against this Rams defense – and Gordon already has some neck issues. He's going to be going up against some massive, uh, some massive monster beasts up the middle in Sue and Donald. So th- this is just something to be very, very wary of with Gordon.
0: Yep. Which again is why I'm an Austin Eckler owner. All right. Yeah, I tried to trade for him. Didn't work. Yeah, you weren't going to pull him from me. That's for sure.
1: All wow, right, different league. All right, uh, so. A couple other pieces of news. Uh, Duke Johnson owners should be happy uh, because Hugh Jackson says that they need to get him more touches. Um, This is obvious. Duke Johnson has been one of the best PPR running backs uh, in the league over the last couple of years, and right now he's got four points. So he's not being involved. They need to get him the ball more. Um, Obviously the biggest problem for the Browns is a field goal kicker, but I think another issue is not being able to get Duke Johnson in the mix, mixing some things up, getting some things, change of pace cut, type, type of stuff. Um, if Duke Johnson doesn't score five points, we'll cover this a little bit later. If he doesn't score five points this week in PPR, you've got to drop him. He's just not being used. I know in a couple weeks he's
0: already been dropped. So
1: Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Antonio Brown reported to practice. So Finally. that should be exciting. Um, uh this uh, you and i joked about this that players uh twitter's good for some things um but uh for a lot of people it can just be uh bad uh, not the right word i'm looking for but just um it can be a something a necessary out. distraction yeah that that's yeah we'll we'll go there <laughs> um so it, it's one of those things I- ignore the haters Continue to do what you do, Antonio Brown, because you're still the, the best uh, wide receiver in the league.
0: All right. Uh, moving on. Here we go. Let's uh, get into the, the games. Oh, shoot. Uh, starting off. There it is. Uh, Jets and the Browns, Thursday night football. Justin, why don't you give me uh, some of your thoughts on this game? Let's, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, talk about the Jets a little bit? Uh, so for the Jets, uh, Sam Darnold uh, had a bunch of
1: yards last week against Miami. Um, the Cleveland is the seventh-ranked defense against the pass, um, and that's even after going against solid passing games in the Steelers and the Saints. Uh, I don't like Darnold in this game at all. Obviously, uh, I don't think anyone should be starting him, even in two quarterback leagues. Um, the Browns have played two good offenses, even though Darnold put up 300 yards against Miami, like I mentioned. Um, this is not uh, – Antonio Brown or Michael Thomas going up against this, uh, this defense. So I would stay away from Darnold. He's probably going to throw a pick or two, which is why I like Cleveland as a, as a streamable defense, um, because he's young and he's going to make some errors. Uh, but I wouldn't look to do anything with Darnold. Um, Isaiah Crowell, uh, the, the Browns are the 24th best defense on the ground. Now, once again, small sample size. Um, so I wouldn't put too much stock into that because we're only two games in, uh, But the Browns as a whole are better than advertised. Uh, They've kept in step with the Steelers and the Saints, both playoff teams last year, uh, and have only lost one game. Uh, So Isaiah Crowell and Powell I'm not really excited about. Nunoah is definitely a start as a wide receiver three, kind of flex option, solid play. He's going to be going up against Denzel Ward, which makes me nervous um, because Ward uh, didn't shut down but kind of limited Michael Thomas and Antonio Brown because he's way better than an average corner. He's not uh, like a Lattimore type of guy, but he there's a reason why the Browns went up in the first round uh, and got him to help on the defense. So um, Anun was a starter, Robbie Anderson not. I'm nervous about Powell. I'm, I'm ranking Powell ahead of Isaiah Crowell. Uh, Crowell low RB3, uh, or, or Crowell low RB3, Powell kind of a, high RB3 flex play, I think if Jets are going to win this game, it's going to be through Powell and a wall
0: All right. Um, kind of my thoughts on the Browns. I definitely agree with you that uh, the Browns' DST is definitely um, there to be held. Um, if you consider what they were able to do against um, against the Saints and be able to hold them down as well as they did in terms of their scoring offense – yeah, they gave up a bunch of they gave up a bunch of yards in the game, uh, you know Breeze and Breeze Kamara, uh, you know Thomas. They all put up their numbers. I mean, they're gonna do that, but the fact that the Browns DST was able to basically hold off everyone else to keep them from score, you know, from really running up the score, uh, really says something about this Browns team and their defense that they have put together. So, um, I definitely like the Browns DST for this game. In terms of other starters, Jarvis Landry is going to be a start, even because he's PPR and the amount of targets he gets. You really have no choice but to start him as like a, as honestly a floor number three wide receiver three, because of the amount of, because of the target share that he gets. Um, So I, I really like Landry for, for this game. Going on from there, Taylor, he's streamable only. I'm, if you absolutely need a quarterback, yeah, there. Are, I think there are other options that could be found elsewhere in the
1: league. One of the things that I'll say about uh, to for those who are looking to stream Taylor this week, one thing in your favor is Tyrod Taylor has played the Jets numerous times, played with when he was in the AFC East playing for Buffalo last year. And in the two games he played against the Jets last year, uh, before he had any weapons – Um, 500 yards plus in the air, four touchdowns, one interception, 73 yards on the ground, almost 600 yards total in two games. So that's solid play. He has better weapons here uh, in Cleveland than he ever did uh, in Buffalo. So if you're already on the pro streaming Tyrod Taylor bandwagon this week, I give you the nod.
0: All right. In terms of other players, uh, for, for the, the Browns, honestly, let me, here, let me pull up this one right here. I'm trying to, I'm pulling up, you know, the defensive numbers, uh, for them. The the Jets are currently ranked eighth so far this season against a run
1: in terms of, well, in terms of fantasy points against running backs. Yeah. But they played the lions who were not going to run when they were getting blown out.
0: No. Um, you know, one thing to look at is that the New York Jets are 11th in terms of yards given up. They only give up 3.8 yards per game, uh, 3.8 yards per carry. So they do have a pretty stout defense for the most part. What helps I think Hyde in terms of, in terms of uh, this game is the fact that he's able to catch the ball out of the backfield a little bit as well. So, uh, hide is kind of that f- kind of that flex play ish. Um, if you need a flex player he's you know i think he could do it but i'm not i'm not actively starting him unless you know you're in a 14 team league or higher so
1: yeah i, I have i have Hyde as a solid RB2 kind of mid to low RB2 but definitely above a flex play uh, i think he finally gets in the end zone this week and so that's where I, that's where i'm kind of i'm kind of giving him the bump uh, he's too good to not be in the in the red zone i think this is going to be a low scoring game so i think Work at the goal line is going to matter, and I give the edge to the Cleveland Browns. All right, that's all I've got. That's all I've got for that game. Anything else for the Jets Browns? Uh, no, one of the things that I'll say is um, Antonio Callaway could be a flex possibility if you're desperate. I, I would like another game uh, of proof before starting him or before feeling comfortable. Uh, he flashed in the preseason when Gordon was absent. He's now clearly the number two. Uh, in terms of uh, talent, he didn't get as many uh, targets as Hickens last week, but C- Callaway's the receiver I like as the number two option.
0: All right. Moving on next, the Saints versus the Falcons in an NFC South battle. All right. Uh, do you want the Saints or the Falcons in this one? Uh,
1: it doesn't really matter to me. I'll take the Saints. I'm, I'm basically going to say the same thing across the board in this
0: yeah. game. Saints, you play Breeze, you play Kamara, you play Thomas. Anyone other than that, eh, t- uh, Ben Watson, in terms of uh, playing at tight end, he is streamable, but not a great option. Um, let me
1: pull up. More than likely you have a better option unless you are in a 14 team or more league.
0: It's correct. Let me, uh, let me just pull up. There we go. Uh, ben Watson. Hey, there we go. Helps if I pull up the right. Atlanta is uh, what is, looks like actually the f- third or fourth best, oh, fifth best in terms of uh, um, going up against tight ends in fantasy points. So, I mean, it's not the, the best uh, matchup for Watson, but considering all the other considering all the other um, weapons that they have and on top of that, remember that I want to say it was all last week. On Sunday, the Falcons lost, or was it also partially in Week One? They lost Keanu Neal, and they lost their God. Who was it? Their their starting uh, Dion is it Dion Jones? They're starting middle linebacker. So their number one safety and their line and their middle linebacker, they have lost two season-ending injuries. So that's definitely something that you know that maybe that plays more in favor of Coleman. Uh, For the, uh, or sorry, maybe that plays more in the favor of like Kamara and Thomas um, playing over the middle. Uh, It could help out Ben Watson, but uh, really the only for sure plays are Breeze, Kamara, and Thomas. Everyone outside of that, we still don't know enough to be completely honest. So
1: yeah, going into this game, I had you start both quarterbacks, you start both starting running backs, and you start the wide receiver ones in this game. Yep. Everybody else, you basically sit and watch. Um, Calvin Ridley's interesting. He didn't do anything in week one. They're going to work to get him more involved as the weeks go on. Um, so he's a stash bench player for me, not a startable option, uh, as I think the Saints are going to get their defense back in order. I think uh, they may have come into the week one thinking it was going to be easy and Fitzmagic uh, just went abracadabra all over the field. Uh, and Julio Jones probably going to have a solid game. Lattimore I need to be paying attention to. Uh, if, if Evans can make Lattimore look foolish, Julio Jones is going to make him look like a child. Uh, but Lattimore was a solid defender last year. So uh, we'll see. I'm leaning towards a lower scoring game in this. But this thing could easily be forty to forty. So, um, but outside of the quarterbacks, RB ones, and wide receiver ones, I'm not starting anybody. Tight ends are two. Uh, Austin Hooper is two touchdown dependent, and Watson has seven catches and twelve points in two games. So, not exactly someone I'm going to be playing.
0: Yeah, outside, outside. I mean, outside of those of those main players, you're only looking at everyone else as possible like DFS value plays. That's it. Yeah, that's about it. All right, well, that's it for the Saints and Falcons. Let's move on to the Denver Broncos versus the Baltimore Ravens. Um, what are you looking at for the Broncos in this game?
1: Um, I'm not
0: starting Keenum. Uh, the, the leg
1: injury has me a little bit concerned, plus he's been a little bit of a turnover machine. For those of you who listened to our waiver wire show, I did mention that Keenum was a addable player, but not someone I'm looking to start this week. Um Philip Lindsay, I give the edge over Royce Freeman, but I have them both at RB three-ish this week. So low RB two, high RB three, um, kind of a.
0: You make things look easy, with <laughs> Thirty
1: four-ish, thirty four-ish, thirty five-ish range, um, and I give the edge to Lindsay because of his involvement in the passing game. But th- this whole hot hand thing, I think, is smoke and mirrors too. We're gonna do what we want, and we don't care what anybody else thinks outside of this. Right now, Phillip Winsley is the quote-unquote hot hand, but they're still giving plenty of touches to Royce Freeman. Freeman's the one that got touchdown last week. Um, in terms of the passing game, Sanders has really been, to me, the story of the offense so far this year. Yep. Um, Denver hasn't really faced a tough defense so far, though, so that has me a little bit concerned. Um, if I was the Ravens, I'd focus on keeping Sanders in front of me because, you know, Thomas can't get separation enough to beat you. I have Sanders as an RB, two, um, And then Thomas uh, was a bust last week against the Raiders. What does that make you think about his ability this week? I still have him as a wide receiver three because of the target share. He has 21 targets in two games. And in PPR, you play guys with 10 or more targets, period. You just do because you can't buy that target share anywhere else. I know that Deshaun Jackson is torching people with his ability to catch the ball after, after, uh, or run the ball after catching it. Um, but you, I don't know if you can really bank on a guy who's only catching the ball four times. So in PPR, I trust the, the consistency of targets, Sanders, 15 targets, um, and Thomas twenty one. So I would play Sanders and Thomas. I would play Lindsey. I'm personally sitting Freeman, and then I'm not playing Keenum at all.
0: I still think that Freeman is a possible flex play, especially in deeper leagues. Um, but yeah, I, Sanders Sanders is definitely is definitely the wide receiver uh, to own for the Broncos. Uh, he in the in the preseason, a lot of people were talking about how he automatically like in the beginning, had the best uh, um, rapport with Case Keenum, really connected well. So I have you know, really liked what Sanders has done this year. And hey, what do you know? I actually drafted both of them in the ESPN, in our, in our listener league. So. And uh, they've been doing great for me so far. As far as the Ravens go, I'll be honest, Justin and I were talking about this before the game. I had a hard time picking someone that I wanted to play in this game. Uh, Crabtree, wide, re- wide receiver three, really. i you know, he's got Joe Flacco's his quarterback and yes, Joe Flacco's had a couple of big games, sort of. I mean, look at, he played against the Buffalo Bills and threw for, was it four touchdowns? Everyone does that against the Buffalo Bills. Um, then was it last week they play against the, um, played against the Bengals and what did he have he had like 350 yards they threw the ball 50 times or something like that yeah. but again they got behind they had no choice but to throw in this game i see this one as more of a as more of a, a a defensive battle and the broncos have some pretty solid defenders out on the outside so i think that they could cause some they could cause some problems for crabtree and and brown um Their run defense is amazing, which is going to cause problems for Alex Collins. I still think he is the better option to play in terms of the running backs between him and and Buck Allen. But, you know, who knows what's going on with with Harbaugh's head when it comes to those two running backs. Um, Like I said, outside of that, I don't have a whole lot of trust to put into the Ravens offense. I mean, I'm in a 10-team league that I have Alex Collins, and I'm sitting him because I have other options to use. So,
1: Yeah, I'm a little concerned about his, uh, his, his injury right now or, or his lack of being a practice. Today. For me, I like John Brown in this game, and I'm okay with playing Crabtree. Crabtree is going to be the one that is going to get the target share, probably five catches around 60 yards. Um, if you're going to score, you're probably going to score through the air against uh denver uh they've allowed four i believe four touchdowns in the air and one on the ground they gave up three to seattle through the air so to me john brown would be the likely candidate because he's the deeper threat something a little bit more similar to i mean amari cooper got 10 catches and 116 yards against his defense so i would lean more, more towards uh john brown um 10 targets last week, only caught four balls and they were down early. So they had to throw the ball. Once again, 50 plus throws from Flacco. Um, Only four in week one against the bills, but they were killing the bills. So I I lean Brown and I'm okay with Crabtree because when you get in the red zone, he's probably the likely target or beneficiary. Uh, But knowing Flacco, he may just decide to throw to a tight end.
0: Uh, Very well could be. So, and who knows which tight end he's going to throw to? Because they usually have four on the roster, and they are all they're all rotating every game. So
1: yeah, right now uh, Nick Boyle, Mark Andrews, and Jaden Hur- or Hayden Hurst. And I don't know why I say that as Jaden, but Hayden Hurst um, are all projected around five points. Okay, so
0: is Max Williams post-lip? still playing for them? <laughs>
1: eh, who knows.
0: All right, uh, moving on. The Bengals and the Panthers. Um, I'll go ahead and take the Bengals on this one. Your obvious start is Dalton and Green. Um, even even with the, let's see the pass the pass defense for. Um, oops, wrong one. There we go. Uh, the pass defense for the Carolina Panthers. They're number seven in terms of yards, only giving up 410 pass yards a game. However, it also looks like they are giving up a passer rating of 100.2. So it's not, <laughs> they're, well, they're not giving up yards. Uh, they are giving up, they've given up uh, only a couple TDs. They're, you know, they're giving up deeper plays. The the yards per, yards per attempt is, is not all that great. And they're giving up a 73% completion percentage. Now, in terms of in terms of the Bengals, I mean, like I said, Green is going to get his work. He is going to catch the ball, and he is going to get a lot of targets from Dalton. Moving on to the he rest, can only
1: catch five for forty yards, but
0: <laughs> and three touchdowns. <laughs> I'm
1: still bitter about last week. <laughs>
0: um, but uh, other than that, Gio Bernard is going to be a start. Uh, the the because of his ability not only to catch the ball out of the backfield, but because he can also run the ball. Uh, Carolina's you know twenty fifth in yards given up on the ground five you know four point nine yards per carry, so they're having a little little trouble stopping the run there. Uh, so he's also I, consistent. He's also been a, a valuable player in this offense for the last couple of years. Yeah. So Gio is, has been able to be consistent. You know, he's had his off and on years depending on usage. Let's be honest; it's it's his usage in a lot of cases that is or why he's had a down year. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, Dalton, Green, Geo, Boyd, I believe, is more of a desperation flex play. Last week was an abnormality, in my opinion, if you look at the rest of his career. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm okay with Boyd if you need it. Deeper league flex play is where I would look at him. Uh, other than that, I'm not starting him in a 10- or 12-team league unless I've got injuries, which... I draft so heavy on on uh, wide receivers early that you know that's kind of beyond where I'm where I'm using him. So, uh, what do you got for the Panthers? Yeah, for me, once again, another solid easy slate through
1: here. You're going to play Cam Newton probably around a top five play this week, just because of his ability to once again get touchdowns in the red zone on on the ground. Um, Christian McCaffrey, I don't know. I mean, he's the leading receiver on this team. 14 catches last week um, or something like that. So Christian McCaffrey is an obvious start. C.J. Anderson hasn't done enough. Uh, He may vulture a touchdown from Christian McCaffrey, maybe. Uh, And then Devin Funchess. Um, Outside of that, I'm not starting anybody else at all. Um, Devin Funchess um, scored, I think, 14 points last week in PPR. Uh, Seven seven catches, like 70-ish yards could have a similar type of situation here. Um, But outside of those three, there's not a single guy uh, on here that I would feel comfortable playing, even in a 14-team league. So I'm not playing DJ Moore. Uh, CJ Anderson doesn't get enough workload. And I'm not playing a Carolina tight end whose name is other than (laughs) Olsen. Exactly.
0: It's not going to happen. So, all right. Uh, that's it for the Bengals and Panthers. Moving on, we've got the New York football giants against the Houston Texans. Justin, what do you got for the G-Men? Uh, b- before before I go there, this is a battle of two 0-2 teams um, who
1: both uh, were looking to make playoff pushes. I mean, the Giants have been missing a running game, so they needed it, uh, which they got in Saquon Barkley. But, Ryan... Really quickly, before I get into the Giants, who do you have, if you had to pick one, who do you have winning this game?
0: Uh, honestly, I probably have the Texans winning this game. Okay, I do too. And, and here's why. I like, I, the Texans are leading the league in running, uh, and I think that that's going to be a, a, a factor in this game. I believe that they ha- their quarterback is more dynamic to make plays. Anyone
1: and, is more dynamic than the slow-moving rock that is Eli Manning.
0: I mean, okay, you've got Hopkins against against Odell. You know, those are, they're, you know, about I even, mean, you could sit, you know, you can make the argument that one is above the other. Not a problem. You look at the number two passing option for both teams, and it's, what, Sterling Shepard or Evan Ingram <laughs> against Will Fuller, who's... I have it as Saquon Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, and, then, and then for the Texans, I mean, you know, you could say that, you know, Saquon Barkley is the better athlete, can catch the ball out of the backfield, but Lamar Miller's running the ball all over the place. And the Giants lost their center this, this last week, and so yeah. their, their crappy offensive line is going to be even worse. Yeah, it, Lamar Miller would be a,
1: a much – I would feel much more comfortable about my grabbing of Lamar Miller had he found the red zone or, I don't know, you know, been involved in the passing game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Lamar Miller's getting yards. He just needs some touchdowns. All right. But uh, for, for me, the, the Giants, obviously you're starting Saquon Barkley. You're not playing Eli Manning. Um, Odell should have a bounce-back week. And because Odell has a bounce-back week, I am looking for Evan Ingram to have a slouch of a week once again because I think Evan Ingram had a great week because Odell had a bad week. So there's not enough talent at the quarterback position or from the offensive line – to warrant Odell Beckham Jr., Evan Ingram, and Saquon Barkley all having good games on the same day. So to me, I would give the edge to Barkley and Beckham. Sterling Shepard is a flex play at best for me. Um, I would have Ingram – I would play Ingram above Sterling Shepard, um, but that's me. Um,
0: yeah, I. I that's kind of how I see it. Uh, yeah, again, as far as the Texans go, you're going to start Miller. You're going to start Hopkins. Fuller is a flex play wide receiver three, simply because he can be a bit boomer bust. Um, he will get into, he'll, you know, he'll have a big game and get into the end zone or he'll drop two or three passes and only have, and you know, and he doesn't get as much of the target share normally as Hopkins. Hopkins is the high target guy. So yeah, since Hopkins is the is the top is the top target guy, Fuller gets a fair amount of targets. However, uh, I you know he's he's not going to get quite the target share, and therefore is normal. Like I said, is normally a little bit more of a boomer bust. So I think him. I think he's a, a wide receiver, a boomer bust wide receiver three, um, who can you know who could have a wide receiver one game. Yes, yeah, I I love the upside in this game.
1: Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going up against Norris Jenkins, so that's a tougher matchup because you have a solid corner against or, – or a top corner, better than solid, uh, going up against a top receiver. So those matches are always interesting to watch to see who wins those. Uh, but, I mean, Fuller's not going up against anybody on the other side. So look for Fuller to have some deep seam routes. Good Lord, he could get two touchdowns in this game. But I, I'm looking for – I definitely have Hopkins – Obviously above Fuller, but Fuller's upside in this game is huge. Yep.
0: Uh, all right, that's all we got for the Texans and Giants. We're going to cover a couple more games. Uh, Titans and Jags. Uh, I, for the Titans, since you know I actually own a couple of Titans, Deion Lewis, again, I think that he is the better play as long as Marcus Mariota is playing. If Mariota is not, it's Derrick Henry because they don't want to put the ball in the hands of Blaine Gabbard if they don't have to. Plus, because they're going up against the Jaguars and the Jags do have a little... They do have a little bit of an explosive offense. Fournette's supposed to be back, I believe. And and so the weapons that they have on offense could mean that the Titans will have to throw the ball a bit more, which means Deion Lewis is going to have to be in the game. The... The Jags' defense is solid enough oh. that Corey uh, Davis – got it right this time. Corey Davis <laughs> is going to have a little trouble getting loose. Uh, who else – I mean, who else do they have? The Titans have, I mean, in terms of their receiving game, Richard Matthews, who is still learning the offense because of how much the Butler. offseason is. <laughs> um, so, I mean, really it's Deion Lewis is, is, I think, one of the is one of the better options to play here. Other than that, I don't like a lot of the options in the in the offense there. Maybe a Taywan Taylor, but he's he's a he's a again, he's another one of those desperation flex plays in larger leagues. Uh, this is one where for me, if Marcus Mariota doesn't play
1: in this game, I think the Jaguars D could have more points than any Titans player. That very well could be. <laughs> because You saw last week without Marcus Mariota, Deion Lewis didn't do too much, and they tried to force the ball with Derek Henley in the rush. Blaine Gabbert couldn't hardly do jack. Um, But for me, uh, on the Jaguars' side, uh, I like Keelan Cole in this game. Uh, Keelan Cole, uh, I was reading an article earlier where Keelan Cole has been a top-eight receiver going back to, I think, the last three weeks of last season. So that's five weeks of a top-ten wide receiver And he's going up against, so far, the 31st ranked defense for the pass. You saw both Hopkins and Fuller have great games against Tennessee last week. I look for Keelan Cole after that monster of a catch that he got last week against the Patriots. That was so So beautiful. I mean, it was insane. To flash again, not so much TD Westbrook, haven't seen enough from him. Um, haven't seen enough from Dante Moncrief to make me feel comfortable in picking one of those as the second. I would probably go Cole, Westbrook, then Moncrief. Oh, yeah, I would agree. But to me, Bortles will flash and then Bortles will be Bortles. So that's part of the, the frustration of who he is. Uh, Leonard Fournette coming back from his injury is kind of a toss-up. Obviously, it's one of those things, if he's healthy, he plays. Yeldon is probably going to be the scratch this week. Um, But the Titans have been pretty good against the run. So Fournette, I don't see getting more than 80 yards unless he's able to break something. I see this as a super low-scoring game in Jacksonville. Keelan Cole being, I think, the, the top scorer in this game.
0: Alrighty. Uh, moving on, the last game of the week that we are going to cover tonight on points, this episode. Points,
1: points, points alert. <laughs> this is going to be <laughs> serious points.
0: Yeah. Even if it's just from the Chiefs, this is going to be a lot of points in this game because the Niners' defense is still young and still trying to figure things out. Um, why, don't, why don't you go ahead and uh, you can cover it well, I'll let you pick which team you want to cover on this one. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs because
1: uh, I, I can't bring myself to pick Garoppolo as a starter. Uh, I, I have him as like 13 or 14 this week, but we're going to go with Mahomes. Mahomes, like we said, is on a tear. Um, but for his hot start and the 10 touchdowns he's thrown with no interceptions, he's still number two in fantasy. So, to me, this is not going to be a challenge. I think this is going to be another four-touchdown game. You're looking at 14 touchdowns in the first three weeks. Uh, Kareem Hunt is going to do some damage on the ground and in, maybe. The, in the passing game. Um, I think I think the Chiefs can get up early, maybe 21-7, and they'll look to implement the run a little bit more, which is where I think Kareem Hunt will get his value. Um, but to me, Tariq, Tariq Hill, obvious start. Sammy Watkins makes me kind of nervous. I'm less confident of Sammy Watkins, but right now, with the way that uh, Mahomes is playing, I would start Watkins in a flex with uh, with comfortability in a deeper league, wide receiver three, wide receiver two range, depending on the depth of your league, probably wide receiver three. Uh, but to me, Mahomes is a top-five player this week overall. Uh, he, he's going to get points. Uh, San Francisco 49ers are, are not uh, a stout defense and have given up points over the last couple of weeks. So I look for the, the Kansas City Chiefs to start 3-0 and and have another big monster game.
0: Yeah, as far as the Niners go, you know, it's – you almost want to play Garoppolo simply because of the fact that this is going to have to be a shootout, that they're going to have to throw the ball in order to stay in this game. Um, and so, yeah, he's probably going to have his turnovers, but he also could throw for three touchdowns because the Chiefs' defense is terrible. Um, 104 passer rating they're giving up. They've given up 860 passing yards because they get up so far that they just play prevent defense, yeah, which doesn't prevent anything. Um, they've, they've
1: given up more yards than Fitzpatrick has in the first two weeks. And he's the number one overall fantasy player. What does that tell you about the Kansas City
0: Chiefs defense? <laughs> <laughs> their defense, I mean, they're I mean, even if you look at their off was it their offense, I mean, their passing yards, they've only thrown only thrown in passing yards for five hundred and seventy eight. The efficiency is insane, though. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous, um, and uh, let's see. I mean, even look at even look at the running the running game. They're running for 233 yards a game, but that's because they're also running jet sweeps to Tyreek Hill. It's not Kareem Hunt, so which really sucks because Kareem Hunt's an absolute beast. Yeah, um, and once again, will will continue to be misused by Andy Reid. Yep. All right. So again, uh, Breida, I think is obviously a play here. Uh, his ability to catch the ball out of the back out of the backfield. You know any of the wide receivers, Garcon, Goodwin may be actually be healthy. I saw that he was practicing. We didn't we didn't cover that in the notes. I think it said that he was practicing this week. He's an option, flex option. Uh, Garcon I think is a flex option. All of them have upside because they're going to have to pass the ball. Pettis is a deep league flex option just because we don't know what's going to happen there. And I was big on George Kittle this last week, and that proved to be an absolute, you know, nothing. So I'm hesitant on him. He is a streaming option, but if you know, you could probably find options that are have been more used so far on the season. Yeah, I forgot to mention
1: uh, Travis Kelsey. Of the starters between uh, Mahomes, Hunt, and Hill, and Kelsey, I'm probably. Uh, most, quote-unquote, nervous about Kelsey because the 49ers in the first two games have only given up five catches, 50-plus yards, and two touchdowns. So most of the production coming from the tight ends against 49ers is a touchdown. Bodes well for Travis Kelsey. But um, Minnesota and Kyle Rudolph, solid tight end. Detroit, eh. So... I I wouldn't put too much stock in it, but Travis, Kelsey, owners, I don't think you're going to see a two-touchdown game in this one like you did last week. But certainly yardage, touchdown is likely um, in in a high-scoring game. So obviously you start your
0: Kansas City starters right now. All righty. That's all we got for for tonight. Uh, Anything else from you, Justin? No, that's it for me. Other than uh, stay tuned for uh, tomorrow's episode. All right. So, again, one more time, Justin will be doing a solo episode tomorrow. He'll be covering uh, the rest of the games for the weekend. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast tonight. Hope you'll enjoy tomorrow night's podcast as well. Uh, thank you again for listening to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan. Uh, with me tonight was my brother. Hope you guys have a nice night. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, Be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. racial approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Napa know-how.
1: Right now, you can get a $20 prepaid Visa gift card by mail with the purchase of a Napa Legend Premium Battery. Its durability and power make it the obvious choice for people who hate getting stranded by a dead car battery. So pretty much everyone. The Napa Legend Premium Battery and $20 back quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how.
0: Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. Limit two per household while supplies last. Offer ends to